Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. RLC on KINY is at a new time, so people are invited to worship with us 9.30 on Sunday mornings on KINY. That will start concurrently with this worship service. It will be an abridged version of the preceding week's service, so last week's service, unless it's a special event. Those are all, their links to those podcasts are all on both the rlcjuno.org website and on the KINY website. You can go to the KINY website and there's a list of the programs. You can also subscribe to the podcast. So if you would like, go to KINY and subscribe to that podcast. And then you will, if you're somebody who listens to your podcast, you will have an abridged version of the preceding week service to listen to, in addition to, you know, being here. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose teaching is life, whose presence is sure, and whose love is endless. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God, our teacher and guide, you draw us to yourself and welcome us as beloved children. Help us to lay aside all envy and selfish ambition that we may walk in your ways of wisdom and understanding as servants of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. For today's children's message, I knew Victoria would be here, but... How do you do a children's message for an almost three-year-old talking about wisdom? I didn't know how. You'd think that I would be the one to know how, and I didn't. So I wrote one for those a little bit older, because teaching a three-year-old about wisdom is just giving them wisdom. So here's what I have on memory and wisdom. At my work, every year we have a new AmeriCorps member. Uh, It's a one-year program. Typically, it is um, people who are around 20, 22, in their early 20s, they've just finished college and they're taking a year to either travel somewhere new or just get some service under their belts. Now, every year as we get this new member, we discuss things and about that age difference the things that are so different just in 10 years. Google, it's always been there for them. That's something that was not always there for me. For them, we've always been at war in Afghanistan. For them, 9-11 is something that they read about, not something they experienced. A big part of what we call wisdom is actually memory and our ability to learn from the past If we cannot remember the past ourselves, our ability to learn comes from the experiences and memories of people. This week's lesson, James asked us to consider the nature of wisdom and how a special kind of Christian wisdom is reflected in the way we live. There are, according to James, two types of wisdom. 
The first one we hear about in James 3, James chapter 3, verses 15 through 16. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. This earthly kind of wisdom is, in fact, not wisdom at all. It's false wisdom. It is the wisdom we receive from our culture that tells us it's okay to be selfish, ambitious, unspiritual, and mean-spirited. For that is, as we are told, the only way to get ahead in the world. There's another kind of wisdom, however, going on in James chapter 3, verses 17 through 18. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Christian wisdom produces gentleness. This is to say Christian wisdom brings us closer to God and each other. How, you ask, do we get this special Christian kind of wisdom? Jesus, James tells us the answer, which is simple. Ask for it. <laughs> ask God for God's wisdom. Don't ask for it because we want personal advantage of some kind. Don't ask for it to be smarter or stronger or richer than our fellows. Ask instead because we want to grow closer to God. If we draw near to God, James promises God will draw near to us and God's wisdoms and the fruit that go with it will be ours as well. Let us pray. Dear God, grant us your wisdom to be peace-driven, considerate, and merciful, and help that wisdom bring us closer to you. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and the disciples went on and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent. For on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking it on his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Today is the perfect day that Lisa announced uh, that the change for good had been counted, and one of the one of the purchases that we're making for uh, an unknown community somewhere is a latrine. I'll tell you why. If you don't have proper sanitation, chances are 
you will get sick or have much higher rate for sickness. I want you to imagine Jesus picking up, not picking up, telling you, whoever welcomes worms, and I don't mean worms in the ground, I mean parasites, parasite worms. Whoever welcomes worms welcomes me. How do you rat? Ew. Ew. Yeah, I think you're mistaken there. That can't be a good translation. The reason I'm using worms and sanitation is that children are functionally parasites. We, in, in contemporary North American society, place the, the value of children. Don't worry, I wasn't going to treat her like a parasite. Okay. <laughs> um, the value of children much higher, and at least publicly, and our public language is about, we talk about the value of children, how much we appreciate children, how much we love children, how much we're gonna do for children. And some of that is borne out, but there's a great divide in terms of the, the place of honor that children have in certain segments of society and the place of disposability that children have in certain segments of society. And in Jesus' time, children were almost universally disposable. I mean, unless an heir was needed to a family that had wealth, children were disposable. Children were insignificant. They, they're expensive, they're annoying, they're time-consuming, they age you, you're exhausted, and there may or may not be any benefit that comes back to you. Which is, is true of our society, you know? Sometimes your kids are gonna be a great benefit to you, and sometimes not so much. But that's not why we have them, right? We don't have them because of what they're gonna give back to us. Well, there's the welcoming children in Jesus' name. Because children are the, the symbol. It wasn't specifically age-related. It's these are the ones that are most vulnerable. These are the ones that are most insignificant. These are the ones that, that are mostly a burden and aren't going to be able to repay you. I uh, babysat in my uh, teens, as did I'm sure a lot of people. And there were kids that I spent years seeing every day, in some cases, uh, in some cases daily, some cases every week. And I knew those kids really well, and they knew me. And I really valued our relationship. A year later, maybe they recognized me. Maybe they knew who I was. They certainly didn't have, I didn't have a special place in their life. We didn't have a special relationship. And depending on the, the age of the child and the length of time in between when I cared for that child and when I saw them later, a lot of times they didn't even remember me. And I say, oh, I used to babysit you when? And just like we reacted when people said that to us, it's like, oh, that's very nice. I don't remember you, but thanks. Um, that relationship 
of pouring your, your love into somebody and your care into somebody and then having it not valued is part of what we're being called to here in welcoming the little children. So again, it's not so much about age, it's about, it's about how, how important are they, how significant are they, how valuable are they. Now in some cases today, children are sold, in, you know, human trafficking is real, and they're sold into sexual slavery, Hi. they're sold into service, to, to cultivate crops in foreign countries. They're inducted into military service when they're too young to say no and their brains haven't even formed yet. They're recruited by gangs as runners or other minor roles, hoping that maybe they can grow into one day being a big bad shot. They are stuck at the border with the other 5,000 people from Haiti, trying to survive and afraid no matter where they go is gonna be dangerous for them. Those are the children that we're called to welcome. Not because of their age, because they can't do anything for us. And yes, they are a burden for us, but they are Jesus. And notice, Jesus doesn't say, it would be as if you were welcoming me. Uh, metaphor works that way. But he says, those who welcome the little children, welcome, or one as the, um, these, welcomes me and welcomes the one who sent me. That speaks about Christ being embodied. Christ being incarnate in the children, in the throwaways. And he, unless you think I'm exaggerating, so I, it's one of those things that I discovered when I had to do a, an assignment in seminary was that around the, in the early first century, Roman Empire, a child didn't exist until it was named by the father. Legally didn't exist. Up until about a year old, could be left out and exposed, given up. Children who weren't the right sex, children who uh, had disabilities, children who weren't beautiful, children who were born to the wrong mother, could just leave them out, leave them out today. That's how disposable. They were. And it's not because, I don't want to make it sound like we love our children more. But children occupy a different place in our society, and we have different choices. Because there are also people who are forced to bear children and not given a choice. There are still children who were sold into marriage and required to produce children and thrown away if they don't. And it sure as heck isn't their choice how many to have. There are others that are, we treat as disposable in our society. And Jesus is calling us to recognize those. Who do we treat as disposable? 
in, in some cases, it's people at a certain age where we don't see that they can contribute financially and it's difficult for them to live on their own and their kids either aren't available or they didn't have kids or whatever, we can treat those people as disposable. People with mental illness, people with physical disabilities, You, if you have any examples, you're welcome to show them. I think you get the point, right? So they're both our, our immediate neighbors, those people that we know personally, and those people who are far away. Whoever welcomes one such as these. You know, we're trying to figure out which one of us is the best disciple. I vote Peter, but which one of us is the best disciple? Well, you gotta, you gotta love it because the greatest disciple, Jesus, what did he do? They wanted a Messiah that was gonna be a big badass. Yeah, I said that. A, a king that was gonna make the Jews important. And Jesus said, well, actually, this is what's gonna happen and this is the second the second time, I think, in Mark, I think the third one's next week, where Jesus announces the, cruci the imminent cru crucifixions, and, and the disciples want none of that, understandably. But we're being asked to pour ourselves out because that's how we were treated. Because you know what? One day, I long ago, okay, not that long ago, but I was the parasite in somebody else's life. I was the one that consumed and was expensive and produced waste and was annoying, and I was. Um, and I was given life. And I was a parasite in God's kingdom in terms of my brokenness. And I was given life. And that's the welcome the little children. The next challenge, because it gets harder, the next challenge is that when we think of welcome, we think of welcoming those who are out in, right? Welcome in. And I think it's important for us to, to have space for children. I think it's important for us to be accessible. I think it's important for us to keep in mind those who aren't able to be here. So all that is important. But Christ welcomes us into Christian community that's not centered here. That's not centered in Germany or Minnesota or wherever it is that we think. It's centered on Christ. And we're being welcomed into that. And we are called to allow ourselves to be welcomed into that. So not only now do we have to welcome, you know, these children. I actually like children, but I'm just for the sake of argument, these children. I have to allow myself to be accepted as one of those. 
Not as trying to be the best, the best minister, the best servant, the best preacher, the best whatever. But to allow myself to be the least and be welcomed as the least. The welcome isn't about them welcoming in. It's about all of us being welcomed together into God's kingdom. That's the grace. Keep your eyes out. Open, not out. Open. Keep your eyes open. Look out. Yeah. For those who might be treated as less than in our world. Welcome that person into relationship. That's the welcome of Christ. That's grace. Will you join with me in the Apostles' Creed? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. children and heirs of God's promise, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God of community, we pray for the church around the world. Unite us in our love for you. Help us overcome our divisions, that we are encouraged to work together for your sake. Lord, in your mercy. God of creation, we pray for this hurting earth. Awaken in us a new desire to care for this world and empower us to support agencies, organizations, and individual efforts to heal our environment. Lord, in your mercy. God of cooperation, we pray for nations of the world embroiled in conflict, especially Afghanistan and Haiti. Inspire leaders to listen to each to each other and work towards peaceful solutions to disagreements. Protect the vulnerable, especially children who cannot find safety in their home or country. Lord, in your mercy. God of comfort, we pray for all who live with mental or physical illness. Help them find appropriate care. Bring healing and wholeness when the path forward seems bleak. Lord, in your mercy. 
God of compassion, we pray for the young people of this congregation. Renew in us your call to welcome the children in our midst as they grow, <clears throat> strengthen in their faith and our commitment to them. Lord, in your mercy. God of community, we pray for the leadership and, ministry, and ministries of this church. Bless Elizabeth, Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, and Bishop Terry Brandt of our sister synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, Pastor Karen Perkins, for Trinity Lutheran Church, Anchorage. Lord, in your mercy. And for what else do the people of God pray? with violence in our homes. God of consolation, we give you thanks for our loved ones who have died and pray for all who grieve today. Shine your grace on all your saints, Lord, in your mercy. Receive these prayers, O God, and for in our and, and those in our hearts known only to you through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. God of abundance, you cause streams to break forth in the desert and manna to rain from the heavens. Accept the gifts you have first given us Unite them with the offering of our lives to nourish the world you love so dearly. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the glory, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And let us announce together, <clears throat> the mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. Receive God's blessing and Victoria's helping. People of God, you are Christ's body, bringing now new life to a suffering world. The Holy Trinity, one God, bless you now and forever.
Amen. living word dwells in you. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, Current COVID policy and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.